I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Language. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Into the park castle. If they remade Jaws, eventually there'd be a generation that when you say Jaws, they think of this shitty one. And that's why it's like, you can't remake that movie. Like, no one can refer to Jaws as anything else but that one movie that Spielberg made. Listen to the podcast. I need to pull up my Amazon app, order some Elmer's non-toxic glue, safe for mouth ingestion. I'm going to need some duct tape, a new brand of it, because I might need two. I'm going to need packaging tape. I'm going to need airport security checkline tape to show that I was evaluated. And I'm going to need some yellow tape from the police department to cordon off the area, because I need to resume all the brain matter that you just blew right out of my cranium. I don't remember what I said. Uh, Variables? Ticket. Slice it. Turn down for what? The fuck? Wait a minute. Ooh, oh, there goes the dynamite. Spelled by name. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The human torch was denied a bank loan. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Maybe, um,. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. Oh my gosh. Lanolin? Your name is Lanolin? What, like sheep's wool? Sheep's wool. Uh, good evening. This is uh, former President Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, tonight, you're listening to a quality program. You're listening to The Podcastle with uh, Jonathan Hassinger, uh, Michael Biscardi, and Matthew Clark. Tonight's guest... Clark the Trump author, um, Bruce Hale. Is it entertaining? Yes. Is it educational? No. Yes. No. Oh, it's fantastic, wow. terrific. It's, it's really some fantastic pod. It's really oh, fantastic. It'd be really great. All right. Oh, uh, we're listening. You're listening to the podcastle. Welcome to Shark Week. Totally. Um, Shark fifth. Week. Fifth annual. I always get the dates mixed up because we started the podcast in 2015. Right. And 2019 oh, is four man. years later, but we obviously consider the first year a year. So, right. like 2015, 2016, 17, 18, and 19. So, it's technically the fifth time doing this. There is no year zero, Matthew. It's exactly. Oh. Precisely. Yeah. I, uh, and I think it's their like 21 year anniversary doing Shark Week. And I feel bad for Shark Week. 33? Oh, my God. I'm way off. Uh, I feel bad for it, though, because I feel like they're going to fall victim to the Netflixes and, you know, the streamers. It's like, where do I find it? Regular cable? Yeah, I was watching it yesterday, and I only could get it because I have Sling TV. Uh, Um, But they said the numbers were, like, up, and the programming's getting really good. Like, uh... A couple years ago, it was really just if you like sharks, and it was kind of fun, one or two shows, but a lot of it was boring. But right. now, like, every show is, like, just celebrities everywhere, like, doing uh, fun. Like, 
yesterday the opening show was Rob Riggle, Joel McHale, Anthony Anderson, um, wow. Dave Devine, like all these guys looking for oh this nurse shark. Fine. And then they had a tiger shark, and then they had like an actual oh, shark expert that lost his uh, arm and leg, and is like an activist now. And they're all oh, like just gosh. fucking around and making Jaws references. And the oh. guy's like, "Nah, it's funny, but you're gonna get killed. You need to really like focus down here, you know." And they're like pretending to be sleeping and like it, it's I'd just like, put like jacket again. Shaq was on there. Show me the way to go home. Yeah, and I think with like the technology in the last 10 years has definitely fucking helped them with the slow-mo cams and how they can just have drones fly all over the fucking ocean. I know, it's amazing. Does the week of July the the 30th have anything to do with the USS Indianapolis in some morbid sense? Is is, is that coincidental? Um, I don't know. Maybe it... Hmm might be coincidental but by the way on a side note I was reading an article on Con Air today because that's just what I do and um, (laughs) Nicolas Cage did most of his stunts on there and uh, I didn't know that I figured it was like you know stuntman and special but no he he really was like getting explosions like five feet behind him and like bullets like rubber bullets whizzing past him like he was really in harm's way during that movie and the interview he was like you know it was a little harrowing, but we wanted to make a real film, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, real film is what I described Con Air, but but it's such a good movie. No, and, what does that? How does that separate it from you know a digital explosion or a uh, stunt double like all the real films, the other real films right. out there? Well, what, I mean, keep in mind there were there were rubber bullets. I've never been hit with one. I've been hit with paintball, but uh, I've yeah. never been hit with a oh, real round stingy. either. Um. You know, what would you rather, what would you consider more dangerous? I mean, would you rather have actual rounds coming at you? I mean, I get it, explosions, pyrotechnics, but it's not as risque as being in a situation where you actually have real explosives and real rounds going downrange and you're running uprange. Yeah, it's scary. uh, He did his own hair extensions also. I thought it was fake because the scenes where he's running in slow motion with the fire behind him. I'm like, oh, that's spell binding. But no, it was like real. It was like a real spell binding. What do I know? Uh, We're going to bring in um, Clark Shark author Bruce Hale now here for Shark Week. Um, Bruce, just a little background. He is. He's written a a a number of books. uh, Nine Clark the Shark books. He's got about six other, um, six plus more in his his docket. He's got a large collection of hats. He lives in Santa Barbara. His social security number. No. Uh, he is a panelist on the 48th annual L.A. Summer Conference for the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators in L.A., August 9 through 12. And uh, he does author visits, and he plays in a jazz band, a Spanish, a Latin jazz band called Mezcal Martini. Uh so I want to ask him about that. But I'm going to pot him in right now. And um, I was going to bring up failed Clark the Shark books. Like, Clark the Shark, it's an STD. But I was like, nah. I, I think, like, a lot of kids are listening to this show. Because Harper's National, uh, Harper's Children's Book um, Company tweeted this show out tonight. And they have, like, 85,000 followers. And a lot of them are children in school. So... I'm going to keep this one PG a little bit because I don't, it might be young ears. Yeah, thanks for the warning. 
Yeah, before I it gets on, it's like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? It's not like the Cartoon Network that plays Adult Swim. Maybe you can, like, post it with, to fast forward to the interview, go to minute, you know, seven right. minutes and 13 seconds. Go, go to that. Bruce, how are you, sir? Hello. Hey, there he is. It's the big guy. Hey, Bruce. Yeah. Welcome Bruce. to the Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time. This is Matthew. I'm here with uh, my hosts, Michael Biscardi and Jonathan Hassinger. Um, thank you for being on the show. How you doing? It's my pleasure. I'm doing great. Thanks. We were just mentioning before you came on, I know, um, you know, you tweeted out the show and, and uh, Harper's and, and uh, you know, other a lot of young eyes and ears on the show. So we're going to keep this one, you know, pretty clean as opposed to the usual <laughs> debauchery that we do. So I don't know how to act. I don't know what I'm basically just drawing on myself. I just want to um, know, is Clark the Shark like... Does do your books like share universes? Like does Clark the Shark cross over with... Uh, who else? Chet the Gecko. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, if he did, he would probably eat Chet Gecko. He probably would. <laughs> yeah. um, Clark oh, yeah, the Shark right. meets the Berenstein Bears. There yes. By the way, I knew that Leo uh, Berenstein, the, the child that Brother Bear was based off of. He was a local in the town I grew up in in Pennsylvania, and he would he was a drinking buddy at the bar. Like we'd see him, oh, and. And it was like, he's like, hey, hey, Bernstein, you need another shot? And he'd just be like, you guys are incorrigible. And he kind of sounded like a bear, which was ironic, but I think it was just from all the booze in his, but it was funny. Um, I love but, it. Bruce, thanks for being on the show. I would just want to, sure. I know our time's limited with you, so I just wanted to jump into it. You've written nine Clark the Shark books, am I right? That's right, and there's more on the way. And what was the very first one you've, you've written, and why did you do it? Besides the Clark, money. Well, of course, there's that. It was called Clark uh -huh. the Shark. Um, part of the reason I did it, this was actually a character that the publisher came up with, which is not usual for me. Yeah. Usually I come up with the character, I write the story, and then desperately try to find somebody to, who will buy it. But in this case, yeah. the publisher came up with the idea, and they said, we have a great character. We would love for you to write the story. Wow. Here it is. It's Clark the Shark. <laughs> and... For me, it was a no-brainer because I think sharks are extremely cool, and my dad was named Clark. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So a little oh, nice. bit of serendipity there. Clark so did Hale. they like tell you just the name, or did they tell you like his personality and like you know, or did you have to invent all that? No, that was uh, that would, came from them. They had the the character name, the personality. And then we worked together to create the storyline. See, that's such a cool wow. inception of it. I just love that yeah. you did that. See, I tried to write a children's book after my dad. His name was Herbert, so I did Herbert the Pervert. And nobody, no publisher picked it up. <laughs> that's going to so. be popular. I thought kids were listening yeah. to this. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I can't back that up. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty amazing. So that's kind of how that unfolded. That is crazy. And you are a, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were a panelist at the 48th Annual LA Summer Conference for Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. I'm not reading that. That's I'm right. just going off by memory. Yes, I'm no. a panelist, and I'm also doing a couple of breakout sessions. So if, if somebody goes to this event uh, and they're not very familiar with it, basically they're going to do a panel, ask some questions, and then you're doing breakout sessions where what is it like kind of Q&A or are you like doing a workshop or what exactly happens uh, it's there? closer to a workshop actually this is a really cool event for anybody who wants to write or illustrate children's books 
or who just loves children's literature because it's like a three-day event. There are writers and illustrators, uh, agents, editors, people from all over the country come, and actually all over the world. So I'll just be one among many speakers. Pretty cool. Yeah, I checked out yeah. the website and the other guys. Now that's pretty cool. That's what August 9th, 9 through the twelfth, I, I believe. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Um, also on your website, I see that you do a lot of like author visits. You go to do you go to schools like around the country, or do they like fly the you out? No, really? I, I actually just visited some in uh, Africa this last spring, and <laughs> strangely enough, I wow. ended up at, in Sudan just before they had their coup. And Yikes. The author visit had to be canceled partway through after like a day, and they rushed me out of there as quickly as possible, and 12 hours later, the airport was closed down and the borders were shut. So, oh my gosh, it's like geez. the movie Congo. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So it was, it was pretty exciting. But usually uh, my visits are a lot more mellow than that. You know, I, I fly somewhere, I talk to the kids all day, get them excited about reading and about creating their own stories and just being creative and having fun with it. That's pretty amazing. And when you're when you're talking about kids, like I mean, with so much you know being thrown at them today and so many options with technology, it's really you know important you know to have, be an avid reader as a young kid, or, you know as a kid. And I feel like your books really bridge that gap because they're you know they're cool. Like adults can read them too. They're fun, they're educational, and they're not. I feel like they don't because um, I have some of the books. I've read them. I feel like they don't um, patronize kids in the point or throw an agenda. They're, they they make it fun and you know entertaining to them uh as well as educational so it's it's like I, I feel like you know when you're reaching out to them it's probably very effective with getting yeah, these well, kids that's the, to that's the key you know kids can smell it when you're patronizing them oh yeah yeah you're trying to preach oh yeah they will just turn it off because they have so many other exciting things to do with their time right right yeah yeah you're like getting in their way by trying to manipulate them and they can smell it a mile away Exactly. And they're like, no, I think I'm just going to go right. play my game right now. Right. Catch you later. Yeah. When you, I'm not buying what you you're go, selling. When you go on these traveling, uh, when you go on these like events around the country, um, do you ever go somewhere that, you don't have to mention any names, but anywhere that's like not that exciting? I mean, I'm sure the experience with the kids is, but are you ever in a place where you're like, oh, what am I doing here? I got to get back to Santa Barbara or wherever you, wherever you are. Do you get a lot of those? Definitely. That's, that's happened a few times where... When I finish the visit, I'm looking around and going, okay, there's really not a lot I can do in this town. Maybe they have a bar. I could do right. that. It's always uh, a saving grace. Down. Yeah, pony up. Unless the corn die or something like that. But no. Right, sure. Uh, that's okay. I'm there for the kids. I'm not there as a tourist. Bruce, okay. what about this? Detective Chet the Gecko is on vacation in Hawaii. And he hears about this other gecko who lost his magic surfboard named Moki. And he hires Chet the detective to find his magic surfboard. Ooh. I like it. Crossovers. Yeah. I've, when, when kids know all Pretty my good. different series, I always tell them, oh, yeah, Chet and Moki, yeah, they're second cousins. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? See, they want the Captain America, Iron Man. They want the crossover. They want the team-ups. They want the yeah. team-ups. I had a, I have a, I have a buddy on the East Coast uh, who's a teacher, and I, I just mentioned he, you know, he saw that you were coming to the show, and he just opened up. He's like, oh, you know, all of my students, they love Clark the Shark, they love Chet Gecko, like that's so amazing that you know he I'm does get that. My I daughter, said, yeah. some. He, um, he, uh, yeah. I said Bruce does, you know, if you go to his website, he does these like, 
you know, these tours around the country and, and, you know, stops. And I think you do like on Skype and stuff. If people can't, if a school can't afford to have you, do you get a lot of those? I get a fair amount. Yeah. We do Skype author visits, which are great because I can sit there wearing my uh, wild colored boxer shorts and they'll never know. They'll never know. Long as I look professional from the waist up, I'm good. Bruce, are we getting billed for this appearance too? I, I didn't actually discuss that with you. I, I just oh, got an yeah, yeah. uh, invoice for ten in your grand. Venmo account. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it says ten grand. Or you're gonna get bit. It, I don't. It's waiting for you in scary. Venmo. Um, That's right. I, I got to bring this up. You're in a band, Bruce uh, Mezcal Martini. Uh huh. And this is a Latin jazz band. That's right. And what uh, are you? The singer? Are you in? What instrument are you play? What do you? What do you do? What is your your role? I am. I'm the lead singer, and I play hand percussion like maracas and guiro. Oh, and nice. The funny thing is, is, when I started singing with this band, I did not sing in Spanish at all. We basically did jazz songs to a Latin beat, and then slowly over the years, we added more and more songs in Spanish, and nobody threw tomatoes at me when I was singing uh, Spanish, so I'm like, okay. Tomatoes. I was going to say, hail doesn't sound because very they, Latin. As long as you know the difference between mezcal and tequila, I guess. Hey, you know what? This one goes all right. Cool. I don't know the difference. Yeah. We'll have to do the taste test then. The taste test, yeah. We'll do it nine yeah. times. Yeah, give me another one. I can't what is the it. difference? Yeah, what is, well, what is for one thing, everybody thinks a worm goes at the bottom of a tequila bottle, but in reality, that's mezcal. That's right. Oh. Interesting. And yeah. tequila generally tastes a little more smooth unless your mezcal has been aged for a while. Oh. These are the important things you learn when singing in a salsa band. That's yes, of cool. course. Yeah, yeah, the food's great. When you when you when you're singing these, uh, is this something you do like locally? Do you guys travel? Yeah. Like we pretty much do it around the central coast of California. Um, it's actually a really fun thing for me because otherwise I'm sitting at my computer. Or I'm, you know, I'm writing, or I'm drawing, and I'm doing things where I don't interact with people. So this is a great way for me to get out and you know, yeah. have some fun, shake my bonbon, you know, do yeah, that. tear it up. Yep. Um, we wanted to ask you, what is your position on the um, nuclear disembarkment in North Korea? Uh, no, um, <laughs> uh, no, you mentioned earlier. Uh, there's more. Luckily, I'm an there's more. Cl- you are. I, I've seen. I've seen your tweets. I know you. I know you're. Uh, yeah. I know you're good, um, yes. but you did mention more Clark the Shark books are coming. Um, yes. Is there anything you can you can mention about that? Is is there like yeah, a any, spoilers? any spoilers? Any yeah, spoilers? Well, I'll give you I'll give you uh, one preview here. The okay. next Clark the Shark book, which I've already finished writing, which the illustrator Guy Francis is working on, is uh, Clark the Shark gets a pet. Oh. And he gets. A uh, dogfish who's even more undisciplined than he is. Uh, oh, oh we are interesting. That's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Thank we'll you. Make him yeah. the teacher. Exactly. Because Clark go. the Shark doesn't have a bad heart. He just kind of ends up in the wrong yeah. place, the yeah. wrong time. Exactly. And you know, growing up, I knew lots of kids like Clark who were uh, a good heart, but were just character. Oh, I'm sorry, Bruce. Now go ahead. No, I just said I knew lots of kids like Clark the Shark who were out of control but very good-hearted. Oh, yeah, that was I big. feel like the three of us can relate. Yeah, that was that was all of us. <laughs> ADHD, just just good right. heart. Never but, doing know. anything really bad. Just wouldn't shut up when we were supposed to be quiet. Right. Exactly. Never actually the breaking the law. I've listened to some of your podcasts. I I'm I know you guys could relate. Look at all these character series, though. 
What's that? <laughs> so, the Snoring Beauty, Big Bad Detective. I'm also looking at this one. Looks good. Big Bad Baby. Of all these character series, would you say Clark the Shark is the biggest sell? The biggest. Right. I don't want the biggest seller. Most. What's your flagpole? Flagship. I, yeah. Yeah. Flagpole. I like that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. I would say probably Clark the Shark and Chet Gecko Private Eye are my two yes. uh, top selling ones. Yes. I like Chet. I like the gecko. I like yeah. the detective. Bruce, when you Tracy. go, I'm looking at the. The big bad detective agency it's a wolf and a pig is there any legal battles that ensues from that with the check gecko no uh, bruce when you go luckily to luckily they're uh, in different universes otherwise chet would probably take them apart yeah chet, chet would tear it up i i i we're, i'm not all, an author myself we're not authors here but i can imagine when you go around the country in different spots in the world seeing your work in all corners is probably pretty amazing. Like I was in Hawaii for my uh, wedding last September, and we were in the island of Kauai. We went to this really small bookstore. It was like one of the first ones on the island. Um, and the two things that stood out in my mind there were uh, The Legend of Zelda, a, a gamer's guide to the video game, and then the Clark the Shark books. Um, do you, when you go to like other cities, do you hunt out like bookstores and see if they're carrying your work? Oh, yeah. And if not, do you threaten them with, with lawsuits and litigation, or how does that work? <laughs> Usually no. what I'll do is just introduce myself, and they'll go, oh, oh, you wrote those books. Oh, let me see if we have them. And if they don't, they'll be super embarrassed, <sighs> which means they will go ahead and order the books. Nice. <laughs> have you ever done that and then revealed that you're the author? or? Yes, I have. Oh, I would have felt like shit if I worked at some store, and I'm like, <laughs> nah, we don't got it. And they're like, well, why not? <laughs> what? Yeah. You start knocking things off. Uh, is Clark the Shark in the Library of Congress? I believe so. Actually, I think everything I've written is in the Library of Congress. That's awesome. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty cool. I don't know uh, if they read in Congress, but it's in the Library of Congress. <laughs> Do you ever see any of the knockoffs of Clark the Shark? Like, you know you've made it when you see, like, the ripoffs. Because they're out there. You see, like, oh, yeah. not enough there to get some. sued books like yeah you know stammer the hammerhead or something and it's not really clark the shark and the illustrations aren't as good and the story's kind of weak but you know people yeah. are trying to like little remoras that's a little shark reference there that's trying to right. I you know that. um i know happen. i know we only have a few minutes but i wanted to to bring up something every photograph i've seen of you online and the three of us have spent hours and hours uh, looking sure. you up before we had the courage to even ask you to come on the show, uh, but you you're, you're always wearing a hat. Is that your that's like your staple, right? Is that like your thing? It kind of is. You know, I started out. I've, I've loved hats since I was a kid, and I started going to that SCBWI conference, and I was wearing a hat like the first couple times I went, and then the third time I went, I didn't wear a hat, and everybody's like, "Where's your hat?" Where's your hat? Who are you? You don't recognize me. Yeah. It's like Michael Moore without a hat. Nobody would. Yeah. It's just not exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just you not put right. That... So that that was when I realized, okay, it's become my thing, and I can either try to fight it or I can just go with it. Embrace. So because I love hats, I went with it. Hey, I like that shark there. Oh, you can see us. I was testing if we had a video, and you can. So okay, sweet. Um. So, so next for you is you're doing more Clark the Shark books. Are you expanding the library of some of the other um, characters that you have, or is that like, or is that like your main kind of focus right now? 
No, I actually bounce back and forth. I do uh, picture books like Clark the Shark. In fact, I just finished one about, how do I describe it? The science of Santa Claus. Like, how is it possible that Santa does oh. all this stuff? How fast does he have to travel oh, that's to awesome. make it to all these homes? Mm. How many calories does he eat if he gets milk and cookies at every house? You know, all this sort of stuff. That's so, brilliant. That's like yeah, Neil Tyson fun. tried to break down the Avengers movie science. Like he tried to explain yes. it through science. It was fascinating. Oh, yeah, it's great. And even if you realize it's completely impossible, it's fun to explore. Right. What do you mean impossible, Bruce? What are you talking about? I don't well, understand. Of course Santa Claus is real, but, you know. Thank you. How does he do that? It must be magic. You know what's cool, though, too? And if you're like a, a child or an adult or whatever and, and somebody brings up, you know, how can Santa Claus do that? You can be like, now you can say, well, let me tell you. And then you yeah. can have this book. Before it was like, well, he just oh, does. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, right. You know, and that was cry, always where you hit a wall. Like, yeah. yeah. Or so when you hit, when you hit somebody else. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing lots of different stuff. I'm also doing novels for older readers. Uh, I write for middle school kids and tweens. Uh, so I, I kind of do the whole range. It just depends on what ideas I've got and what's exciting to me at the moment. Do you speak at schools of, of you know between junior high and creative writing courses, things of that nature? I do sometimes. Um, mostly I go to elementary schools because that's the my primary audience is K through six. But I have spoken at middle schools and occasionally mm. in high schools as well. And what advice would you give? to an up-and-coming writer who was maybe, I don't know, 17 or 18, wanted to be a literature major, something like that, and uh, follow your path, what would you say? Well, I would say there's three really important things to do, and the first two are completely obvious. Read, 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 and write, write, write. Because uh-huh. becoming a writer, it's, it's a storyteller is really what you are, and the only way you become good at it is by observing other good storytellers and developing your voice. That's so true. I always realize that I write good faster when I'm re- currently like reading a book. Yes. It's like I take it what Stephen King, I like take his like flow and like push it into my own. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good you advice. Can get inspired yeah. by other books. And then the other thing I'd say to do is to just be persistent. Because uh-huh. I think everybody's got a little talent stuck to him somewhere. It's as common as house dust. But the key is you have to not give up. It took me eight and a half years to get published. Really? And that was going to be my next question. Yeah, I collected so many rejection letters, I became a connoisseur of rejection letters. <laughs> it, it got to the point where you knew like, you could just read the first sentence and know exactly what the rest is going to say. I knew what it was. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as you were collecting all this these rejection letters were you continuing to put out more stories right were you like pushing the one same thing or were you like constantly adding to it no i was always writing new stories right so that's that's kind of a rule of thumb if you're writing you you send a story out and then the first thing you do is start the next one okay do you ever Uh, hit a writer's block i mean i know like you should write every day and always write something but do you ever get to the point where you hit a wall for a little bit or are you just constantly, is there just a constant outpouring? I, I have to say it's a very quaint thought to believe in writer's block when you're a working writer because right. that's the kind of thing that 
that people who have lots of time on their hands and, and money and freedom can afford to do. Yeah, not if me. You're working, if you're a working writer, you just sit down and you show up whether the muse is there or not. And even if you're writing total dreck, uh, you can dreck. always revise it and make it better. Can uh, you do it? Huh. So you just show up and do the work. It's just like a job, you know. It's like the dentist doesn't go, you know, I'm feeling dentist's block. I can't, I can't face another tooth today. Well, mine does. Right. My insurance is pretty bad. He's like, yeah, I got a ball oh. game to go to. And I'm like, uh, you left a needle in my face, and it, it's it's bad. <laughs> um, but you're, but you're a great writer, block. though. You're a great writer, and, and, and I don't know Thank if you, you know how good you are. Um, but you, you probably hear that all the time. And uh, you're a young guy, so you probably got like another 500 books out of you. Right. Let's hope so. Keep the yeah, machine just, going. I'm just going to keep on writing until I croak. Keep doing it. Yeah, um, that's the plan. I know that's all the time we have. Do you guys have anything else for Mr. Hale tonight? I just wanted to say, you know, when you start to write something brand new and, you know, a publisher hasn't kind of like given you a, a base to jump off, <clears throat> which I know is rare, uh, what do you kind of like? What do you develop first? Is it like the character? Like primarily, you're like, I got this character in my head, and I want to see what they're up to. Well, for me, it can start in one of three places. Character is one of them. Right. So if I have a great character and I just want to pursue that and learn more about that character and see what develops, mm -hmm. uh, the second thing that sometimes comes to me is I have a concept. Like the book I'm writing right now oh. is sort of a Freaky Friday meets a dog's purpose. So it's a dog nice. and a boy oh. switching souls so they're in different bodies and then they have to get back. That's awesome. So that's like a concept one. Right. And then the third one I have is sometimes I'll just come up with a great title and I'll say, this is a great title for a book. I have to figure out what it's about. Wow. So Snoring, Snoring Beauty is an example of that. <laughs> What is snoring I love beauty? It. Snoring beauty. What is snoring beauty yeah. though? I mean, is it take on Sleeping Beauty? Exactly. It's it's like a fractured story? fairy tale take on uh, Sleeping Beauty. Just, oh, that's she's uh, she falls asleep, but she turns into a dragon, and she Ooh. snores loud enough to wake the whole town. I love it. Do you liken yeah. yourself to like a modern modern day Theodore Geisel in the sense that? with the rejection for so many years and then it happened and now it's like there's all kinds of characters and spin-offs and branches on this tree that you've cultivated um, with all these all these like different book series well I, I certainly aspire to uh, to be another Dr. Seuss I mean that would be lovely I don't flatter myself huh. that I'm there already but I you know I think I'm building up a body of work if you do something creative that's what you do you just keep on doing it yeah like you know some of our favorite actors they may do a couple of junk movies they may have to do a TV show that's not up to their usual standards but they always try to turn in good work and they yeah. you know, eventually work their way back to where they want to be if, if they're lucky if they're good yeah Bruce you're, you do I'm some doing. acting too don't you yeah I used to I used to do quite a bit when I lived in Hawaii Oh, nice. Ooh. Bruce, um, so, okay, you finally get, um, like, an approval or a publish, like a publisher buys, a, is it just one story? And then do you kind of, like, say, hey, well, I got this, like, library of other stuff. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Like, uh, for example, oh, the That would book, be amazing. The book yeah. that I, novel I mentioned I'm working on now, uh, they want to sign me to a two-book deal. 
oh. I'm negotiating with the publisher and they want to buy this book but they also want another one and so I've got lots of ideas but they're just saying a book to be named later wow yeah. I have a great idea then we can name it right now what do you think of this character Vinny the guinea hen oh, oh the guinea hen the guinea hen real thing I like it Bruce are it's you familiar with guinea hens not not personally no well, we've 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 discussed them. They're little birds that kill mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, and kids. yeah. Uh, oh, we've like talked them. about them on the show, and Michael recently bought some. Unfortunately, they didn't they didn't they last escaped. very long. They escaped oh, life, but um, they, life. they escaped to the other side. Yes, but uh, they're adorable, <laughs> adorable little creatures. Vinny um, the guinea hen. Anyway, like Bruce, I I know we've taken up a lot of your time. I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, yeah, man. Um, Please come back anytime. Uh, is there anything you'd like to, to plug or anything before you go? Um, no, we've talked have so about much all the fun on. stuff. I mean, you know, it's, I'm glad to be here with you celebrating Shark Week. You know, that's mm -hmm. uh, for me, that's always a time to shine the light on Clark the Shark. Um, yeah. But it's, just, it's always a pleasure chatting with people who love good stories, and whether it's in the movies or TV or books or whatever. So uh, I really want to thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, no, thank you, and you know, love, love to have you back. Talk about this stuff, and he's Bruce Hale. Follow him on Twitter at StoryGuy1, and uh, is the Society for Children's uh, Book Writers and the Illustrator event is that open to the public to still buy tickets? I saw there were tickets online. Yeah, but, yeah, I think you can still buy tickets online, and it's yeah. in uh, L.A. at the uh, Marriott Live Hotel downtown. It's at the J Dub Marriott, uh, August 9th through 12th. Go to S C B W I. And everyone troll at Story Guy and let them and give Story it up guy and, and get Bruce. No, yeah, and <laughs> troll the guy who has at Story Guy because you know Bruce had to add the one on there. Yeah, know, yeah. Get him to give up the name. Yeah, who is the Story go. Guy? We're gonna track him down. He's like a kid. He's like a ten-year-old. He's getting harassed. <laughs> he is. Um, a Russian bot. Bruce, uh, it's been a pleasure. I hope you come back. And uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I'd be pleased to. It's been great talking with you guys. You too, Bruce. Have a Thanks, good Shark Bruce. Week, my friend. All right. Take care. Cheers. Happy Shark Week. That was Bruce Shark Hale. Week. That was Clark the Shark author, man. I didn't know what to expect. I've never spoke with him. Once like, I started live, poking but... around in his website, I was like, oh, he has like a bunch of different characters. And how are they not in the same universe? Come on, Bruce. You got yeah. to do that. that. That'll be huge. And then you could do annuals. I, was like, I saw a, a wolf and a little pig, and I said, oh, my God, that's... Can he get sued for that because it's a pig? And a, but this time they're actually joining forces as, I guess, a detective force. Oh, like, oh, like I, uh, I was gonna little pig. I was gonna bring up the, the failed yeah, right. Clark the <laughs> right, Shark right. books. I was gonna bring up the failed Clark the Shark books, like Clark the Shark. You know, takes a bite out of the principal and kills her. But I was like, nah, I don't know what the I don't know how Maybe he'll get really offended. You never know with people. I wanted to cage you first. I just loved how Clark you gave shark. us the warning that kids would be watching, and you said Herbert the pervert. You cursed a couple yeah. times. You talked about hitting someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lawsuit. He's a good dude, though. That was fun. It was good. We'll yeah, have to have I love talking to him about writing. Children's edited version. Right. Yeah. yeah I'll chop. I'll just chop his interview into one isolated piece and send it to you, Clark. What? I'll, it's, it's not I'll even me. Shit. It's not even me on the show. It's like, hey, Ashley, like, hi, I'm Matt Clark. Welcome to the show. Is this all I say, John? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, all right, dinner's here's ready. Bruce. Yeah, I Hale. was thinking uh, I, I got a character named uh, Tick, but he, his uh, name is Dick, and uh, his bite is a little prick. <laughs> <laughs> a little prick. The um, 
the topic that the world is talking about is the Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Have you oh, guys yeah. seen this, The Boys? Oh my god, no. yeah. Holy no. one fuck. Holy what? shit. It is like it is like a dark take on superheroes. Like I've never seen uh Clark in the movie Civil well, War, not. Captain America Tony. Civil War. Remember they uh, Civil War happens between the Avengers because half say that they should sign the Sokovia Accords that say the governments of the world can kind of like hover over them and the other half didn't. This is as if all the superheroes signed the Sokovia Accords and they were like paid by the government. They weren't paid by Tony Stark. Yeah, I like that it's government sanctioned and they're like taking selfies with people. Like it's as if if superheroes existed, which they do and policemen and firemen, young boys and girls. But if these superheroes existed... They're like, John, when does, for selfies. When does Superman come back? When, when is he? He's dead. Uh, that, I, that's He's like up in the air. DC is in like a holding pattern. They're really like I focusing noticed. on their TV it's been like show. Three years. I mean, DC stands for don't care. Superman is yeah. in Supergirl. Supergirl. The show Supergirl. Superman's a character and he shows up every once in a while. But, but uh, there's no battle with Doomsday again. No, where did the comic go with that it? whole I mean, thing? Like unraveled because Affleck bailed out, and Henry Cavill isn't Superman anymore. At least, like, not signed uh, to do anything new. Yeah, he's that in that Netflix a... show. Oh, that just came out. It looks like Lord of the Rings ish. I can't remember the title of it. But this show, yeah, The I... Boys, it was a comic book. I thought it was just original. Amazon Prime because it's so fucking current there are so many nods to like the social bullshit that's like going on these days uh, that it and the violence is insane it's It's insane I explained the first five minutes on a couple shows ago where the the flash like character was on some drug and he accidentally ran through a person and her body just splattered into like mud and bones and teeth. Pretty amazing. It's nuts. And um, Elizabeth Shue, she's like the main character. How's she looking at 50 whatever she is? She looks good. How old is she? I need to know how old she is before I I I say how how she looks. I want to say 55 maybe? 55-ish? But I don't know. I'm yeah, guessing. I would say 55. She she doesn't look as good as she did in, in The Saint or no. Karate Kid. No, not as good as The Saint. Oh, my goodness. Or Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, or that. I'm going to no. say 55. I don't think I'm she'll ever look that again. She is 55, oh, right on the dick. Oh, good guess. Right on the penis. Uh, for 55, she, I... Mm. She hasn't had any. I don't think. I don't think she's had any work done. Which I don't think so. Thank either. God. Like she still looks the exact know? same, just a little weathered. Do you know who was trending recently? Yeah. And she's she's putting out, I guess, Instagrams showing her pride for aging. But that's lovely. But she really looks old and older than she is. Who at, at fifty? I guess Paulina Poroskova. Who's she that? looks really uh, Paulina Poroskova. She was a Czech model. Oh, beautiful is... woman. She looks really old. And oh, older than she is. She's weathered. Yeah. 
Sunshine. She's uh, married to the guy from the Cars, who's like 20 years older than her. Um, but yeah, she just she looks really old. But that's her thing. She's trending. She's trying to make people proud. Uh, it must be so difficult to be like a fucking 10 plus, and then all of a sudden, Father Time comes right. swinging away. <laughs> It's I mean, different. only 21 years ago, she did this really hot fuck scene, pardon my language, with uh, Thomas Jane in a movie called Thursday. And it's an independent film. It's really good, but it's a great movie. Uh, it's and tough she when you're an actress. spoken in it, and then, you know, 20 years later, she looks 40 years older. <laughs> it's, it's tough as an actress in L.A. You don't see too many actresses past 50 in movies anymore, unless you're like Meryl Streep or... Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer something. Lopez just celebrated her 50th birthday. I mean, right. See, the people the that thing. just don't age. There are J some out there <clears throat> who don't age. Like Keanu Reeves. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. When, But you said Elizabeth Shue. She was in, I saw a movie with her recently with Bruce Willis, uh, Death Wish. She looks, she looked good in that. I mean, you know, I'm saying she uh, didn't do the traditional Hollywood Botox craps, uh, so that I respect. Right. And, you know, maybe maybe it's bad lighting or something. In a uh, dimly lit room, she's from the Karate Kid. Speak, exactly. Speaking of these actresses that, that age or don't age or age badly, there was an article, an interview with Kelly McGillis this week asking her about Top oh. Gun 2, and she oh. said, I, I wasn't asked to be in it. And I said, you think so? I wonder why. Yeah, really? And she, and then, she and then, like it's a great oh, topic. It's a great she topic after we follow know. a kid's book author. Well, we're going to cut this out of the show and add it as another show. What's her I'll name do again? It. Kelly you don't what? Do it. Kelly, Kelly McGillis. McGillis. But she said in the show, in the interview, she says, I didn't ask to be in it, but that's okay. She looks I like stepped that away. Old math teacher from high school. I She's stepped so away awful. from Hollywood. She looks like Mrs. Young. <laughs> She said, I stepped away from Hollywood to focus on my family. I'm like, no, Hollywood's not to ask you to do food. Focused on cake. But she made it sound like it was her choice to walk away. And I was like, nah, it wasn't. And she was like, I mean, she was way up there, wasn't she? She was way, way she up She was there. like one of the she looks most like Mrs. promising young. young kids ever. Yeah, she looks like uh, Karen Young. She's out and proud. Um, she really didn't she, age she well. She came out much later in life. But uh, it's not like she was rewarded uh, with you not know like a, Ellen. a hero's award and, and a starring role with this new life. New that, talk show. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. She just looks bad. Yeah, she didn't take care of herself or she just gave up and didn't care. I don't mean she didn't take care of herself like she did drugs or anything. I mean, she just didn't. I mean, how old is she? She's yeah. only 62. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at like uh, what's Billy Joel's ex-wife, Christy Brinkley. Look at her. Well, you know who I think looks fabulous for her age, and she's about probably 62. Also, was Madeline Stowe. She's a she's a smoker. She's yeah, Christy Brinkley is 65, and she looks Christy like she's Brinkley, yeah. She looks like she's 40. It's maybe that 30. smile. She has the best teeth. Yeah, perfect teeth. Yeah, her and Kathy Ireland. Does she? Back when when she was doing Cindy. magazines and stuff. What about Cindy? Doesn't age. She's got that meaningful beauty product line. Doesn't yeah. age you. It works. Beauty and brains. 
What about the mole? I like the mole. I like the mole. You it's, like the mole? It's, it's, it's not a hairy mole, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it's a beauty mark. Oh, it's and not... Brooke. Don't forget Brooke. Right, it's not a raised Freckles' yeah. ugly right. cousin. And, o- and Oprah. <laughs> like, don't forget Oprah. So, uh, Michael, you left Fort Knox today. Are you still in the state of Kentucky? Uh, yes, when I texted earlier, I didn't mean I was leaving. I just meant uh, I was getting ready for the show. I had finished my thing that I was doing. And, um, you know, it's an interesting. It's just I'm here for a, a class on. Uh, it's really just sort of an orientation type class. I'm not being tested on anything. It's just for this thing that I'm doing, that I'm involved in. Uh, but you guys ever have a class where, you know, whether it's work-related um, or you're going to a conference, and you just have that annoying, that really annoying class clown, but I say class clown in the pejorative sense because he's really an ass clown. Yeah, you know, he's not right, funny. right, 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 right. Like, not a funny just. class clown, just like a dork. Right. The not the class, class clown, clown like we were, that right. people like. The class right. clown that's right. like, that's what she said. And you're yeah. like, yeah. Right, yeah, like the Michael exactly. Scott, basically. Cheesy and huh. has to answer for everybody. You know, when the class is addressed as a whole, he's that guy who will answer like, hell to the no. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's if like a anyone narc. says hell to the no. They're like, do you work for the police? You're I trying too hard to be. says hell to the no. Hell to the no is so reserved for 14-year-old girls. Hell right. to the no? Hell to yeah, the I no. heard that. This was a grown black man women. saying this. Dad, you he's... should turn around and go, well, I had sex with your wife. <laughs> and just start doing like side <laughs> His wife is in a coma. And this facilitator, Wait. the class facilitator, kept thinking this guy was raising his hand. I mean, you think Clark's got bad ADHD. Here's a book. <laughs> about uh, the guy, the class clown with the ADHD. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at something shiny. This guy. What are you guys kept, talking about? This guy <laughs> kept playing with a rubber band. He kept like doing oh. this this motion with the rubber band, but it looked like he was and raising his cradle. hand, and he uh, got called on three times. Like it looked like he was going like this. Right, and it looked and he got called on three times. Bag. And and the third time, finally, I wanted to say, structure, just stop calling on this guy. He's not raising his hand with a question. He just keeps doing exactly what John is doing with that rubber band. I'm working out my right. fingers. Right. Maybe he has syphilis or something. I need strong fingers. That's weird. That's obnoxious when people do that. How old is my this butthole. guy? Like 40s? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he was scruffy, bald. Ugh. Um, just, you know. <laughs> I wish he was hot. That real, the real goofball. Type of guy. Just, um, I don't know just, why I said oh. Fun. You said bald. You're like bald. I'm like ugh. Oh, gross. Gross. I don't what if know. that? What if it was socially acceptable to call out bald people? Like, hey, meet Jim. Like, Jim. Oh, I didn't know you were bald. Yuck. Yikes. What? Right. Like, well, uh, okay. What does he look like? Uh, well, he's no, he's bald. Why does he have to be bald? But he kept whistling really what? hard. He was He's... always whistling. Oh, and if my he God. Wasn't In whistling, class? Right. I would have been totally distracted. I would have killed this guy. And if he wasn't yeah. whistling, he was going doo-doo-doo. You know, as if he was doing Deep Purple or something, going doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Yeah, that's not or, uh, a That's like autism. Yeah, cream. Wow. You know, that's just... 
annoying. What an obnoxious man. That is painful. I, uh, I'm trying to rack my brain to see if I ever had anyone. Actually, I was thinking about someone when you brought it up, Biz. This guy who anytime someone would, you know, raise their hand to answer a question and get it wrong, oh. this kid would always say, are you joking? Even though he knew, even though he had no idea if it was the right answer right. or not, he waited until the teacher said no. And he'd be like, what a dude. And then one time he got a question wrong and the teacher said, are you joking? I was like, are you serious? Yes. That's great. Yeah. Are you joking? Well, I can't really remember too many people like that. That's like people in the workplace. I work with somebody like that where they just have to comment on everything. Whether they're right, wrong, know what they're talking about or not. They just need to like Sounds have like a my mother-in-law. Here's the problem with the world. You know, somebody should tell this kid how annoying he is. But if I do it, what am I? I'm a dick. And I'm right. a negative yeah. asshole. And nobody And then people might side kid. with him and be like, well, leave right. him alone. He's just because people are sensitive. Right, because I sound if, like a bully. But, I mean, if, if this kid was doing that um, – up in New York, I think it was some southern kid. If somebody did that in New York or New Jersey or uh, or anywhere really up north, you know, you're going to get made fun of. Yeah, but that's what you're he needs. You need somebody to, like, put him down. Know, yeah, you need someone to say, kid. hey, look, um, you're just kind of, like, making a lot of noise, and I'm just really getting distracted. Could you maybe, like, not? Sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you even approach that other yeah, than how, tell how the teacher. Do you? Sometimes he'll just do it quieter, or you know, he'll far just away from he'll him. lip sync, he'll make faces or something, everything, and just lip sync, trying to. He, he has to have the attention. Wow. And uh, it's sad. Some people like that sad. just need, yeah. need to get their know, ass kicked by a small guy. I want to like know, Biscardi, if you notice that he's different the next time. Like, if he's not yeah. like he, like, does his behavior change? Like, maybe he was high on something. Yeah, so I have another class tomorrow. Be here till Friday. Um, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I th I think it's just moon rocker. I, I think it's just probably a, another case of ADHD. But because everybody yeah, handles ADHD like... differently, yeah. you know, if uh, if you have right, if you have something a condition like that, but you're always a little socially awkward. It's a bad combination. Yeah, but he's 40. He should know to manage it by that point. Yeah, I was like, no. that's he's how that I acted old. when I, I was like 10. the guy's probably like 32 or something. Right. Like still, by the time you're like, you hit puberty, you should know. Right. You're still going to be off the you rails as a out. teenager, but you like grow know how to manage it to work. You, you work it to your advantage. Right. Yeah. You know how to like control it. It's not a curse anymore. It's a blessing. It's yeah. A bless and this is a personal pet sometimes. peeve of mine. So, of course, because uh, I'm down in Fort Knox. Obviously, there are military people. There are military people it's or ex-military people, and so the class instructor is talking about, uh, you know, briefly about his old military career, and uh, he was an engineer, sapper, and of course, this is so typical among a lot of vets. Everybody's got to bring out how their MOS was the best. What's MOS? Because, Military yeah. occupational specialty. Their job was the best. Oh, I was a military police. Yeah, military police is the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. What? Oh my god! Yeah, it's like yeah. all the it's like all the athletes who say like today's era we would kill them. You know, we would beat them. Right. We were the best era of of basketball. You exactly. know, exactly. Exactly. It's like no one knows. 
No one knows. No one will ever know. You know, and and he kept dragging it it's on impossible. too with the military police thing, which I once was, um, and I, I I didn't care much for it. But uh, you know, the, the instructor was talking about how he was an engineer, and he goes, "Oh, forget engineers." Uh, you know, like the whole army should just be forget military. engineers. <laughs> yeah, they don't do the the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers really is a useless postulate on society. It's never done anything. Postulate. We really we really need the fake word. police. Um, just plant some coke in this bag and just be like, <laughs> officer, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but that guy over there asked me to carry his bag. I think you should check it out. Okay. That's a great way to get a, get a, like a better seat in a flight. Just find like the Middle Eastern looking guy and go, T- Mr. Uh, TSA agent, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but that guy over there is sweating and he asked me to carry something on. Can I have the seats? You sure can, son. Thanks for being American. <laughs> they usually high-five you and buy you lunch. It's great. No, I'm kidding. That's a felony. Um, but people like that are very obnoxious because it's like, why are you here? We're trying to like learn or we have to be here for some – I don't know whatever the reason is. It's supposed to be – again, it's supposed to be for Help fun. Help brother out. I say class, but what I'm doing here is really uh, you know, kind of about a benefits program sort of thing like he's and, never uh, been in a classroom before he's like oh this right. is great this is like what right. he was on in the movies everyone kind of right. like, like makes one of those comments. kids who said nah i was too cool for too cool for school <laughs> i was a class clown and and i ruled the school i gotta <laughs> get up and did he say that no, no, no. Oh, consistently say, demoted. I'll rule the school. I, 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 I'm rules. Think, right. I'm thinking about the guy who probably I've hadn't been school. in a classroom in a while and wants to take it back to when he was in Oh, yeah, the 80s. I was a class clown who thought he was hysterical in high school. And I look back on it now, and I'm embarrassed by it. By some of Yeah. Same here. You know, that. so I don't like to be that I was too afraid. Guy. I was too afraid to get in trouble. I was never a class clown. But I was yeah. always the would, funniest person in the room. Same here. I was always the funniest person <laughs> in the room, but I was never like, "Hey, let me say something out loud." Because I was like, "I don't, I don't. I'm already struggling here. My grades are like in the toilet. I don't need to like right. add shit yeah, on this. I don't, just, get, and I don't just give this material out for free in a right. fucking so classroom." I only right. did it if a girl was like in, in, a pretty girl that I was trying to, you know, get to know was an earshot. Then I'd be like, "All right, let's turn this up appropriately, yep. like an earshot to." Pick your moments. It's not like all class long. It's like a few key spots where the timing is right. Yeah, you're not going to start measuring with his instructor that your job in the military was better than his. And he dragged it out. The the conversation, I'm trying to say, just put the kibosh on it, kid. Because they go back and forth. And so the the instructor is like, I always had a good experience with MPs. Oh, they must not have been garrison MPs because those guys are dicks. And the class had just started. All of them. And he's saying, those guys are dicks. <laughs> hey, my dad's a, So a, I know your stand on the garrison. The garrison MPs. My grandfather and my great-grandfather. John, are you wearing that a man. Pittsburgh Pirates cap? No. I've never seen you. God, that's it's not a fitted cap. It's orange. Gosh. Here, I'm wearing this hat. Oh, I love that hat. Yeah, well, that needs a Levitard hat. Yeah, it's a parakeet. Levitard, by the way, is uh, might be leaving ESPN to go to podcast radio. We should scoop him up. Uh, nah, we don't have room. By the way, you know our friend Sean Green? He's been on the show before twice. Once yeah. on a New York yeah, I like he, him. Yeah, he's funny. 
You know who he's had on his show this week? Like I can't believe times. he has that like set. Like that's so great. It's crazy. That he has that? It's so funny. But you know who's, who's been on his show this who's week? He had? Lenny Dykstra from the oh, Phillies. God, Lenny Dykstra. He, he messaged. Why? He sent me screenshots. Lenny Dykstra. He sent me screenshots. He's been texting him, and he said Dykstra will just like call him at weird hours on Facetime and like text him, and he. I can't speak for Sean, but it sounds like oh my god, kind of annoying the guy a little bit. Like he's like, hey, I just wanted to have you on the show. I'm a big Phillies fan, and Dykstra like calls him a lot and wants to talk about like weird stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't believe he has anybody following him from his Mets career. So I guess when he and probably not the Phillies either. So if he finds out he's got one fan. That probably just set off. A well, he was of, part well, of the you know '93 Phillies. He was part of like our best, coolest team ever, and he was like one of the leaders. So there is like this pocket that still likes the dudes, like Sean but Green. He's but he's still crazy. A he's a he's crazy still person. A con. A Robin Quivers trouble. said. Robin Quivers said, between Jeff the Drunk and Lenny Dykstra, she'd she'd have sex with Jeff the Drunk. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's well, bad. Didn't, he, didn't he like lose his teeth or something happened? Yeah. Yeah, he got like beat up so many times. He like lost all his teeth. And isn't he in trouble? Didn't he pull a gun on like a cop or something or an Uber driver it's, like a year the ago? I was is just he can't stay out of trouble. I mean, he's the got a record going to talk to him about. He's and got he, a record far worse than oh. Pete Rose, but Pete Rose's reputation in baseball is much more uh, tarnished. Do you think, like, in like yeah, 10, 20, asshole. 30, 40, 50 years when there's new sports writers electing people into the Hall of Fame, some guy will go, Yo, wait a minute. This guy, Pete Rose, has two championships and he has over 4,000 hits. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Oh, because he gambled. And, like, by then, gambling will be legal everywhere. Legal everywhere. What yeah. the fuck? Why did they keep him out? <laughs> I think right. the only reason, my personal opinion, that Pete Rose isn't in is because he's an asshole to these people. If he was right. nice and apologized, right. they'd probably be like, give him in there. But he's such a dick. Right. The people in charge are probably like, fuck that yeah, guy. He After he dick. dies. Or what about this? What if, 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 it, what if it appears as though his record is finally going to be beaten? And when it comes down to maybe 50 hits shy of that record being beaten, they'll give him that one day or something on the Hall of Fame until his record's beaten, and then he gets right. And then he gets that one little slide in there. Yeah. Like like Orange Julius at the Boca Mall getting that last. No, I don't know what that means. Um, what? But remember uh, Daryl Strawberry, the big cokehead. Yeah. yeah. With Darryl. a name like Strawberry, you figure that guy could bounce back, right? Did Strawberry recover Darryl. after his coke? Coca addiction, or was that the end of his career? What happened with him? Because didn't he play like well into the nineties? He had a resurgence with the Yankees, and he was key in the World Series. I think they're one in '96 that they they got the Jeter's rookie year. You know, the Yankees returned to dominance, uh, started then, and I think Strawberry I was a key player. Him and Canseco. Bronx Bombers, baby. I remember I was getting a car fixed, uh, my old Audi. I remember that I used to have at a Ooh, shop, classic. and it was in. Uh, like the, it was on the west side, you know, along the river, just before you get to Hell's Kitchen. So it was in the 30s on the west side. Anyway, somebody I, I remember was telling me Daryl Strawberry lives around the corner, and I'm looking around, going, I mean, it's not like the Silver Towers are around here. This is an industrial section. Yeah, you're <laughs> on the river, but why in the 
fuck would you live on this block? He lives in a tent. It was all garages everywhere, you know. Daryl Strawberry. Tire places, auto body shops. Was the guy uh, bullshitting, you think? I don't know. Apparently, he. I kept looking out for Daryl because uh, apparently he would walk by a lot. And I guess he lived on the block. But not where I would personally. He'd walk by a lot with his shopping cart of cans. (laughs) I mean, I was on on like 12th Avenue or something like that. Oh, nice. I I like when you see. uh, I like when you see sports players, you know, like professional athletes, like celebrities in public cooler than like a movie star for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just like cooler. Movie stars and stuff, you're like, ah, it's cool, you're so-and-so. But sports guys, you're like, you feel like you can relate more. You're like, oh, I watched you and you did that, and you did this, and that they're more like regular people to a degree. Like I met um, Jim Tomey mm-hmm. and uh, Bobby Abreu. And they were both like really well dressed, just like hanging out, and uh, just cool, man. But um, yeah, Strawberry—he was a player, man. He was good. He used to lift that leg up. I mean, I remember seeing him as a little kid begging for him to hit a home run for me, shouting down there from the you know, was it like oh, the nice sections? I was a little kid. This was probably back in I don't know '89 or '90. Where at Shea Stadium? Uh, he got struck days. out every single time. Oh, at Shea? Yeah. The words... The blue blue vagina. The words Mets Hall of Famer, drug addict, and ordained minister aren't usually associated with one person, but they describe (laughs) the extraordinary rise, downfall, and redemption of Daryl Strawberry. This is on OCN, Ocean City, New Jersey, Daily News. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting edge, cutting edge periodicals. But dated July 28th, 2019. Uh, That was yesterday. Holy of shit. which, are you guys so the ever getting doing good. updates? He's doing are you good. ever getting updates on your phone from random newspapers? Like, I get, I'm getting them from... Oh God, I get them from Haritz. fake Amazon. Yeah, Haritz, it's it's like a liberal Jewish uh, circular. And I said, uh, what the hell am I... How did I get oh, really? this? Yeah. yeah, I do get weird shit that I never signed up before. I got one the other day. I get these text messages, you know, from from organizations. I hate the the text messages, and it's like, uh, hey, this is Christian from the Bernie Sanders campaign. Do you know he's doing a rally in Santa Monica? Are you coming? First of all, I don't like Bernie Sanders at all. I've never ever signed up for any of his right. newsletters. I don't follow him anywhere. I'm like, how did you get? How did you get this? I just number? want to cut them off and be like, forget who I it's block. about. When right. have you ever seen me at a fucking rally in the first place? I don't right. do rallies. I have a life. <laughs> yeah. Rallies. But, well, but it's so I mean, fucking I like idiots. to get the, I like to get news updates in case some emergency happens, but right. People magazine will update me four or five times a day and they'll it'll say well, on um, things to know about Charles and Diana's wedding from 38 years ago on this That's day. That's news, though. That's important. We need to know about the royal family. Yeah, as we as we've mentioned, I and, love the uh, I love the goes, updates. It's, it's so, and it goes from there. It's like you 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 don't know how any of the you, you've subscribed to any of these magazines, and uh, like I said, I got this one. The latest one was some Haritz, if I'm pronouncing that right. Which appeared wow. to be a, a, a liberal Sounds Jewish right. circular. Very yeah, anti Yahoo. 
Yeah, I, I don't like the the updates because you're just like, come on, man, what are you trying to do? What are you roping me into? Yeah. Speaking to a rapt audience at the Ocean City Tabernacle, of course, he was there a week after I could have driven Ooh, over to Strawberry? Ocean City, and yeah, he delivered two sermons on Sunday. His remarks were engaging, strong, lively, funny, and heartfelt. Ooh, Daryl Mookie yeah, last I year. That. I remember Mookie was signing. Mookie Betts. He was at a wine tasting, I remember, at a bottle bargain store out on the island, and a big sign was out front, Mookie. I had to go to a doctor's appointment. Big I was like, star. oh, I hope I can get out of here in time to maybe meet Mookie. Get out of here. Mookie. Of all places. I can meet Mookie. It was Mookie Wilson, Buckner! Isn't there, there's a fine line between an established career and still, like, making some money off of, you know, fans and stuff. Yeah. And, like, the desperate guy that did, like, one thing in, like, one movie that's still, like, riding off that. I, you see that so much in L.A. You see a guy that's, like, I was the the comedian that had an appearance, you know, in, in, in My Blue Heaven. Right. And, and that's all you've done. Got you beat. Another guy in the class today. <laughs> he was one of the Played the Raptor at Nice Park. guy. But he said, I'm a bit famous, but I'm not famous. And I said, huh? And I'm looking at this guy. He goes, "Yeah, I've been on. I've been on the news. I was on the cover. You know, the cover of Time Magazine, the issue with, uh, from Desert Storm with Saddam in the background. I was in the back. And he's, I said, oh, okay. this guy. So that's guy neither. Scary? That's not famous and not famous. <laughs> right. Oh gosh. Yeah, you're not and, famous. Like just because you're an extra. That <laughs> well, that's what I said. I said, well, gee, I was an extra in a couple of movies once. Uh, I don't know. If, you recognize me, but you probably don't. You know. The happening. I was just gonna say the happening. I <laughs> actually, see it. No, okay. I actually, I actually watched that today to find Michael's part. I was on this website of oh, like yeah, movie locations, and I and you can still see the part in the movie. You're you're jogger in the park, but you're in the film. You're in the final cut of a Shyamalan film. You share billing credit with Mark Wahlberg. That's true. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's You're in that huge. movie. Yeah, well, I'm not in the credits of the film. The only God damn it. Film, the only movie I ever saw myself, well, of course, there was that one from 2011, which was in indie, which never made it anywhere, and I'm glad and, to day. And erection medication. You had top bill like that, Jim. <laughs> but the only one I ever saw myself in probably uh, was that movie Splinterheads. Um, oh yeah, with that Leah was Thompson. actually in the credits of that film. Splinter heads, like everybody Leah looked Thompson. like Splinter the rat. It's a, I, I didn't get Fiend it either. Body. Splinter heads, I guess, are carny folk. Uh, but it's actually carnies. a funny movie. I was really disappointed it didn't go terribly far. It, it, but you know, for all intents and purposes, went further than the largest role I had in that movie. My friends. Oh, my friends. Which I never saw and uh, wanted to be cut out of. But... Wasn't the guy from J that played Jason Voorhees in that? Yeah, yeah, it was. Which guy? Kane Hodder? No, no, he was the original. I, w I won't bring out names and all, but oh, uh, Splinterheads. That's with the kid from Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's the middle. He was. Um, and I think the girl from Jessica Jones. Him. Was that filmed she on Long was Island? Transformers, yeah. It was yeah, filmed by the Hellcat. Patchog. Patchog. I have some property there. The blonde from Splinterheads. And it looks like Leah Tom Thompson? Yeah. yeah, Back to the Future. Jeez. It's a good cast. I've never heard of this. 
They didn't expect Mad me to notice dick. her. She introduced Hellcat herself. Hellcat from Jessica Jones. She had to say, I'm Leah, and I, I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. Uh, but, I know who you are. Yeah, I, I know. I guess she wasn't used to being written. And that was an old one. We did that years ago. I know who you are. I'm Leah Thompson. I'm Leah. Yeah, great. I'm Leah. Oh, yeah, uh, Tom, uh, no, uh, Mrs. McFly. Mrs. McFly. <laughs> The Verizon Bing, guy, he was just bangs. sort of starting out. He was a cool kid and uh, got to know him. Who's that? The guy from Silicon Valley? Yeah, he does the Verizon commercials. Yeah, yes. yeah. he's funny. You know your history. Very good. Um, do you want to hear? Uh, my mom rarely texts me on Facebook, but she, oh, ju- she nice. just did. And there, yeah. no, 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 all oh, nice. It's all oh. links. It's all links to stuff that I think I saw 20 years ago on Facebook. Like, so, is there, there's a new Jurassic Park coming out. Jurassic Park, The Lost World with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Movie. And uh, it, it's usually something fear-based, which, you know, I'm still working on with my shrink. Uh, sharing is caring. Attention, everyone. I just wanted to share our experience with all my fellow mothers and friends. Not not fathers, though. My daughter Deanna was bit by a mosquito on Sunday night. We didn't think much of it until we noticed her knee was swollen, red, and burning hot. Today Deanna was drowsy and can barely keep her head up, so I took her into the ER where we found that she was a new kind of mosquito bite that causes an infection. If we waited any longer, it would have been in her blood. Please don't ignore your mosquito bites if you notice it's getting red or swollen. It, and then there's a picture of, like, a girl's knee with like a tiny bite and like a red circular area around the bite uh, outlined in Sharpie. Oh no. My mom sends those too. It's like, it's just warning. Nothing. If you see these bugs, watch out. They are now carrying. It's like, but this isn't in the news, mom. And what do you think I'm going to do mother, if the bug bite starts like, acting if it, weird? If it bit you or one of the grandkids, she'd be, she'd be finding the saint uh, the the saint of mosquito bites to pray to when everybody joins her in prayer. And I just love or this. Say something like, "There's a go ahead." She and she just doesn't understand that this is someone who's tricking the internet to get clicks because that's like bad, that's how they base the, whatever they're making off of their site. Right. Uh, it's clickbait. It, it, I like how it says. Uh, so I took her into the ER where we found out. That there is a new kind of mosquito bite that causes like what? The fuck? And, and the image that like oh, my mother about. always shares is just like uh, a photograph with the text under it that's blurred because it's like a <laughs> screenshot, but there's no link or website. Mm-hmm. Like somebody just took a picture and then shared of that it. knee, which is probably bitten by like you know a snake. And we should create one of those mosquitoes out there. Yes, oh, we should I'm do just one. Glad like, my a, mother is not kind of rain out there. No, she's not active on Facebook. No. That's a blessing. I do like the, the when the moms share funny stuff. It's like, watch out, be careful. The, the have you seen one of these? This is a Delidius carminius moth. They emerge eight times a year and eat crops. It's like, but we don't have crops. <laughs> There's no like, oh, is dad out there in the, with the husks getting the yeah. corn ready for harvest? Like, this doesn't apply. I just like how this whole thing is about a mosquito bite that turns into a red swollen bite. And what did you think I would do? Ignore it? Like, not feel it? 
Like, of course, yeah. I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to get it checked out. Uh, that's what that, would happen if that, that happened anywhere on my body. Right. That is funny, though, about, like, dear friends and moms. It's like, if you're a dad, though, screw you. <laughs> dear my fellow mothers and friends, how about just attention everyone with double exclamation points? That's enough. <laughs> you don't have to say, just wanted to share our experience with all my fellow mothers and friends. Just get right to it. I hate when people say that. Just wanted to say. I just want to put this out there. Just don't write that. Just say it. Just get right to it. Um, I want to ask you guys if you heard this song that's sweeping the airwaves. It's a song called Baby Shark, and everybody Jesus Christ. Uh, I work with knows this because they have like kids or something like that. I've never heard it, but they're like, "No, Matt, it's big. It's really big. It's we huge. can't put Nico to sleep unless we play Baby Shark." Wow. Oh, what man. is it? Is it like a? I know what it is. It's a song, but is it um? Is it new or like where did? Because somebody I work with is like, "No, I learned that at camp when I was a kid." I'm like, "It's an yeah, old song." It reminds me of you remember uh, that kid, his little baby named Jordy. He was French, and in like 1992 or 93, he had this song. Oh yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> So it's not a new song, but apparently... I don't know. It's, I, 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 I have no idea. I've never heard of it before. Like a year ago, uh, uh, I was like in my office and Heather was out in the loft with Hannah and she just Doesn't started work. singing. Baby shark, do 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 Baby shark, do 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 Mommy shark. And I thought she was just making it up. Like, I didn't know what the... I was like, what, what was that song you were singing? She's like, I don't know. It's this like Asian YouTube channel. I just like stumbled on it, and then like the next day, yeah, it sounds like K-pop or something. The next day, we were at like a pumpkin patch, and we we're walking to the pumpkin patch, and there was like a family behind us, and they were singing it. <laughs> I was like, what Baby the fuck? And then the next thing you know, they have like they're going on tour, and uh, I think there's like a movie or a TV series for Netflix. Gosh. I don't understand the fascination with K-pop either, but it's taken over the world. I don't understand. What is K-pop? Sucks. What is K-pop? Korean pop music. Korean pop music. It's huge. Yeah, Yeah, it's huge. Nobody knows what these kids are saying. Yeah. It's funny. Five five skinny boys dressed up like girls. uh, And nobody knows what they're saying. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's just about dry cleaning. Get, I mean, yeah, nobody knows your, what Kanye's even talking your nails, about. Dude. You know, it's it's really just sound. Um, the message is so lost. Nobody cares what they're saying. Right. You guys want to uh, slice tonight in the old W com? Yeah, let's uh, slice it. Slice it. Slice for good old Bruce Hale. Thank him. Thanks for yeah, coming on. That was great. Thanks for coming on. Did you have any sports or anything, John? I didn't mean to cut cut anybody off. You were. No, just felt like a, a generic, uh, organic special yeah, yeah. time. I think I'm gonna be done with the news. Phil's acquired Vargas, Vargas from the Mets. Vargas. Vargas, like with a V, as in Victorino. Or Vinny the Guinea Hen. Vinny the Guinea Hen. Vinny the Guinea Hen. This is a funny one. That is a funny one. Vinny the Guinea Hen. Like, first of all, <clears throat> it rhymes kind of. 
Nobody knows that guinea hens are actually a thing, so they're going to learn, mm. oh, weird, that's an actual <laughs> animal. Yeah. But what, is, what does he do? What does Vinny the guinea hen do? So, is he a super? So he t- he's a superhero Ooh. against this deadly mosquito that your mother was talking about, and he eats oh. the mosquito. I need a brain surgeon. I need a neurologist. Because <laughs> my brain. brains are all over the wall. I need Dr. Derek Shepard, Grey's Anatomy. You just blew my mind. You just blew my mind. I want to be on you. Maybe you have one. <laughs> Who, who's the you guy the Phillies got? Mind. Vargas? Vargas with a V as in Victorino. Acquire Vargas to bolster the rotation. He's a pitcher. Yeah, I, I would have liked to get uh, any of the other Mets pitchers. I don't really know this guy. Let's yeah. check him out. Let's get some more throwback uniforms on, too. Starting pitcher. It's really weird on the web on ESPN. He's got like the Phillies background, but he hasn't taken the picture yet. And he has the Mets hat on. And now, it looks weird. Oh, weird. Queer. It's bait. Oh my gosh. Actually bait. But yeah, nothing else going on. Just uh, baseball <clears throat> in the world baseball. of sports, as you know. Uh, the Little World Series is coming waiting, up in a couple of weeks, waiting, isn't it? Waiting. Uh, no. Well, like two months. The uh, playoffs usually begin in like October. And then they the end in December. The little, uh, no, the Little League World Series, really? The Little League. A... Oh, I didn't. I thought you just said the World Series. Oh no, no, no! That's I mean, right. That. The Little League World Series is usually oh. around short week time. Yeah. When is the? Where is that again? Our Army man, the airport. It ran the ramparts. Uh, yeah, Williams, Williamsport. Port. Williamsport. An hour away from State College, Center County. Spellbinding. Do they play the um, Little League World Series when they're uh, Michael? When you've facilitated services in a prison, do they play that in the uh, Chomo thing? Are they like are the guys like Can we watch the World Series? at like sports, and you're like, Nah, you're gonna sit this one out. Nah, nah, you can't watch that. You're gonna watch women's volleyball. Ooh. Little boys with bats and balls. Bats and balls. Williamsport. It's actually oh South Williamsport, to be precise. It's before you get South to the Williamsport. But... Sounds close to Williams' uh, name, Williamsburg, one of the greatest destination vacation areas in the United States. Take your family to Williamsburg, Virginia. Blake. Go to Chownings. Yeah, actually, it still place. seems like in only two months. Well, yeah, we would normally be around World Series time in two months if. Uh, well, no, we still have a little bit more. But it'd be close to the end of the playoffs if this were 20 years ago. But, yeah, now we're really yeah. extending the World Series into nearly December, as John said. Yeah. Isn't that always a weird element, too? Oh, my god. I mean, it's exciting to watch it, but at the same time, you're like, it's freezing outside. Football's on. Like, I know, but it is kind so of sweet. Like it's like okay, is, this is, is the is. end it's of baseball binding. because it's cold. Like you can see the fans have like winter yeah. hats on. Like this is right. the World Series. It's like the Rolling. shittiest weather, shittiest and conditions. Everybody plays like crap. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. 
Would you uh, guys? And then still, all like, the ball players are flicking off people uh, everywhere, saying, "You think we get paid too much?" Yeah, it's freezing. Yeah, right. I'm so. Oh my cold. gosh. Do you? Would you guys still watch baseball? Or Michael, I know you don't watch, but if you did, would you watch baseball still? If, uh, they only had baseball games once a week, like football, like if every Sunday. Oh. I watch it. God, I, I, I watch baseball. Insane. At the bar. Or uh, at the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at good the on bar. the background. I never have it on. It's good on the it's never a sit down. Yeah. Never a sit down. Football is always better on TV, though. Live, you don't know what's going on. No, I right, John? Yeah, that's the the oxymoron of sports. Hockey is the worst on TV, but it's the best in person, and football yeah. is vice versa. There's nothing more exciting than a hockey game live. To me personally, yeah. there's nothing more boring yeah. than a hockey game on TV. You're like, I don't know what's going on. I can't see the puck. I really got to like, it's got to be like game seven of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, and you have to be drunk with like uh, some kind of Puerto Rican. And there has girl. to be like, I mean, a, drunk. Like, a, like a Boston or a New York team in there that I hate. And I yeah, want like them to lose. Yeah, remember, right. the Har- remember the Hartford Whalers? That was a cool team. Oh, I went to a Hartford Whalers back. game. Oh, yeah, you understand. had a story, didn't your dad say, like, some guy, wasn't there some asshole there that you met at the Whalers game? Uh, I remember, uh, so I went with a bunch of people, and there were free tickets, and so, uh, just kid stuff. I think, like, some, I saw some nacho cheese go flying off into the air and landing on this guy's hat. It was this big, scary guy, and he takes his hat off, and he looks at this big, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, and then this other guy filthy. next to us ah! that we didn't know gets up and and uh, threatens to knock the guy out or something like that. And I said, oh, boy, I, I really started the shit storm because I think it was all my fault. <laughs> it's always funny when you see, like, fans when they're doing stuff like that. I, I remember I was at a Detroit Lions game in Pontiac Silverdome with my dad, and they were playing the 49ers. And Steve Young and the Niners beat them that game, like, 56 to 10. <laughs> And Detroit fans were just in such denial. They were like more happy about the songs that the PA system was playing. Like it was like ba 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 baran, and people right. were like, "Oh yeah, I like this song," because they like the team just sucked. People were just holding on to like any anything to like make them entertain that night because the team was just getting their asses kicked by the oh, Niners. Right, right, yeah. Like let's turn this into like almost a concert. Yeah, they were, turn the volume they, up really loud. They were more excited. Yeah, the whole time I never heard more songs at a game in my life. It was just like let's just play the radio on and make people happy. Get them beers. Lower the price of beers because yeah. it was it was just so bad. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. I've never Dude, been to get a one Islanders beers. game ever. You never uh, what? I've never been to an Islanders game. Never been Wait invited a to an Islanders game. Don't really care, but I guess that's one thing I, I should you gotta I get you an up? Islanders game. Should I? I mean, should I make a concerted effort? To do that, I, I, I don't know. Is that a to-do list kind of thing for me? I should see an Islanders game? I just think because, so. Just I think, because? Yeah, I think when because. I come home for... And when I come back east fun. for Christmas, we need to do an Islanders game. You just pick up a beer and the tickets, <laughs> and I'll show up. Clark, it doesn't work that way. It's not it's not a fair arrangement. You just have Karen make some sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking all across the, the parking lot of Nassau Coliseum. I don't see you. What are you talking about? Waving my hand in the air. <laughs> 50 people wait for that. <laughs> it's like the foam hand. I'm like, yeah, I got the foam hand. Yeah, right, yeah. I got the Islanders hat on, douchebag. <laughs> we got the Islanders hat. <laughs> Where are you? I'm on the island. What island? <laughs> Surrounded by water. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs> Spellbinding. 
yeah. Bogus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anything else happening in sports, John? Any big oh, trades uh, going on with the Eagles? Well, any, the crazy thing that fatsos? happened on uh, a couple days ago, the NBA's Board of Governors convened <laughs> earlier this month in Las Vegas. The owners' heads were spinning from a league-shaking flurry of deals that reshaped their realities in a matter of days. So this is about like not letting the players like text each other about deals and where they're going to go and let's go here and get this money and... They want to take the owners, the owners want to take over the league from the players. And it's funny because Michael Jordan is one of those owners. Oh, because they're sharing too much information. It's just the players are just kind of doing whatever they want. And they're just like telling the teams, look, here, here, this is how it's going to be. Like you have no choice. Win or don't. You know, like James Harden was like, get Russell Westbrook here. Uh, some players on the Clippers got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to go there. Uh, bogus. You know, Anthony bogus. Davis and LeBron, all that stuff that was going on towards the end of the season that they were like, right. uh, this isn't ha- this hasn't happened yet. Like, stop talking about it. Like, it's done. And then eventually it was done. Yeah, but they, they want to kind of put a little gag order on that. All the speculation. I guess. I mean, what do the players do? Right. <laughs> What control should they have? They're only the actual product. Right. It's true, though. And we look at players when they're like, yeah, they don't like listen to their coach. They don't take them seriously. It's like this guy's making like 50 million a year. He's a grown man making 50 million a year. Listening to some old guy that makes like a million a year saying like, do this. It's like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm getting paid. Even like down to play ball. The coaches like. I just well, I mean, coaches can help in in a game, but I don't know. I just feel like, what are you going to tell me mm-hmm. if I'm LeBron James and you're, you know, Eric Spolstra? Like, yeah, what, yeah. what knowledge can you embark on me that I can't just do out there naturally because I was like, you know, born to do this? Right. It's uh, they got two ends of the spectrum. On one, when they do well, they're like great coach. When they're bad, they're like shitty coach. No control like, over the team. But really, what are they doing? These guys are going to play the way they're going to play. And uh, my goal this year, every single show, I'll cover the Eagles in sports, but I'm going to focus on just what a a Bush League embarrassment the Miami Dolphins organization is. (laughs) Not just how bad their team is, because their team is going to get off to probably a good start because they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he goes crazy in week like one, two, three, four, five. And then everybody figures him out, or he gets injured. I, I just need that team to suck. I mean, uh, they will. They will. They always they do. They need to suck. I know it. And it sucks. It's one less threat. I have, um, yeah. I have friends. You know, and who maybe just there's get a chance we'll get year. second. Right. Yeah, and, but that you should cover the Dolphins like that. Keep keep like a progress report of how bad they're shit in the bed. Uh, uh, one week into camp, the Dolphins fire their offensive line coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Of course, so that's train update camp. one. That's update one, and uh, more later. And that. Oh right, on my steering wheel. So <laughs> <laughs> a solid show, man. We've great been really show. rolling the shows out Hell a yeah. lot lately, and that was, yes. this is a great show. 
Thank you to uh, Bruce Hale for being on the program. Thank you, Bruce. I would you like know? to have him on when, like, you know, kids don't know he's coming on. Yeah. Right. Talk, yeah, talk more shop. A little bit. Yeah. Talk right. more shop. Talk more dick. From the gentleman in charge of the Splinterheads reunion film sequel, Michael Biscardi, to the man in charge of the oyster and, uh, embroiderment at the Parrot Lounge and Bar in Tampa, Florida. That's not where it is. Jonathan Astor. To the man in charge of getting a splinter in his head later on while eating an oyster, I'm Matthew Clark. Thanks for listening to the podcastle, and good night, young listeners. See ya. Godspeed, old fans. Bye. All right, so we'll drink to our legs. We'll fight right up to the front, right up to the front.